0: Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly Fully Vaccinated Johnson in DC. My returning guest is Cliff Schechter. He's the co-host of the Unprecedented Pod. He's a best-selling author and a writer at the Daily Beast. I absolutely love and adore him. Talking to him is so much fun, but before we get into our conversation, I always try to keep these intros short. I do have a tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro. The Start Me Up Podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going. If you enjoy today's conversation, take a look at the about page, check out some of my past guests. You'll see most of the time I talk to political people, but occasionally I interview actors because I used to be one. Just visit patreon.com/startmeup. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up With Me, a show for patrons only after each free show. Check out the variety of tier options at patreon.com/startmeup. You can make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I've included a link that allows you to donate through paypal you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found just stop by the itunes apple podcast store become a subscriber it's free and while you're there please rate the show and leave me a review i would really appreciate it please enjoy my conversation with cliff Schechter. welcome back to the show cliff
1: why thank you kimberly how are you doing
0: i'm good and you know who you sound like uh you remind me. we had a little chat before we did the show you, your voice reminds me a little bit of bob odenkirk
1: Oh my God, that's such a compliment. I know. Thank you.
0: Have you ever heard that before?
1: <clears throat> I don't think I have. The one that I've, I've got a raspy voice mm-hmm. um, and deep, I guess. So I've gotten the one I've gotten the most in the past is Sherrod Brown. Actually, oh, interesting. I can see sort that. Sort of funny. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, yeah, I could see that. But you know what? You sound like Bob Odenkirk to me. I feel like I'm talking to uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> oh
2: my God, that's so cool. He's
0: okay, isn't he? I, I was think worried so worried about him. Yeah, you know, I like- think so. <laughs> Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Um, Okay, well, I know you're uh, just here for a little bit of a limited time, so let's just jump right in. I want to talk a little, I mean, okay, Afghanistan has been beaten to death, but we're still going to talk about it a little bit. But one of the things that I want to say is, and then I'll ask you your opinion and, and what you think of this. But yesterday I said on Twitter, saying the GOP is like the Taliban is not hyperbole. Now, I didn't really get any pushback from this. People agreed and they would put memes up, with you know all the similarities between the GOP and the Taliban and what they believe but really what I was coming from was a woman's perspective because men in America don't experience the threat of rape the way women do and it's not that men don't get raped because they do get raped but the male sexual violence against women is real and when when men who are you know uh Uh, not conservative per se, but I don't know, white nationalists, uh, white supremacists, um, when they take power, they not only engage in it, it's like they enforce it. And so I feel – and then one of the other things that I tweeted, um, I think I I, I said, if we get a Republican president in 2024, is the world going to say America fell? And so it's like, as a woman – I think all of us are frightened, and for good reason, but specifically women, black women, women of color, uh, rape is a thing, and it's all—it's already, it, or I should say, you know, even now, with our all-supposed freedom and everything, it, women get raped, and they're accused immediately of lying, and they're not yeah. believed, and, and so... I mean, I'm terrified of what's going to happen, but I want to get your take. Number one, do you think the Taliban is close to what the current GOP is? And would you say, if a Republican wins in 2024, that America has fallen?
1: Well, part A, um, I've been tweeting out some of those same, very same things. I mean, look, you know, the Taliban, much like the right wing of the GOP, and again, the right wing controls the GOP, so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm careful to say there are some dissenters within right. it, yes. but, but, but the, that movement that uses sort of sexual violence as yeah. a means of control, as a means of threat, which is what you're, you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, change the, the geography mm-hmm. and change the kind of like the, what their fundamentalist religious belief is, one calls it Islam, the other calls it Christianity. Mm-hmm. It, it is the same otherwise i mean yeah. they're fundamentally organized around controlling women it's a huge part uh, misogyny is baked in, in in this sort of you know the the masculism masculine sort of nature of fascism mm-hmm. you know the famous symbol of like the hand holding the sticks which is where the term comes from i mean it's, it's all based on repression uber masculinity you know so you can't get away from the, the, the danger to women and the yeah. fact that women are, are going to be some of the, the most serious victims in this. Yes. I'd add in racism, xenophobia, yes. absolute adoration for any kind of firearm. I mean, did you see that mm. picture where they, they they get into the, the, the presidential palace and they they're in the workout room, the, yes. the Taliban and one of the guys is still wearing his fucking rocket launcher. Oh God. I mean it's, does that not remind you of like Lauren Bobert doing right. videos with all the guns behind her? I mean so it's the same organizing principles. I don't see how anybody can sort of argue that, that it's different. It's yeah. when you take a movement and you get it to its most radical, anti-science, authoritarian base core. Mm-hmm. There's where you are, where, where, where the GOP is now controlled by, and what and what the Taliban are, which is fascist. Yeah. Um, the, the the second thing to say whether will the United the country the world look at, at that we've as we've fallen. I absolutely think if it's Donald Trump or one of his clones, mm-hmm. I mean, if somehow, you know, and I don't see this happening, so I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, we'll if talk about that. If somehow Mitt cool. Romney or, uh, oh, okay. you know, Liz Cheney, right. or, and, and let me be clear, I disagree with these people in almost everything and right. think their policies are horrible. I'm just saying people that don't sort of outwardly support fascism. Yeah. Um, I think if one of them won, I think it would be a different story. Yes, I think I think you know some of the world will certainly question what the hell we're doing, but it wouldn't be the same. But any one of these Trump, Desantis, Abbott type, you know, yeah. death cult clones, yeah, I think the world will think America's done, it and they they probably would be far from the truth. They may in fact be right.
0: It's just um, I you know I, I was on Stephanie Mo this morning, and I I just find myself Stephanie, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Stephanie Mama. Um, Steph. I find myself repeating, I can't believe where we are. I can't believe it. I can't believe it because it's just like you know growing up. I remember last year I was driving around and I, you know, there was some music on the radio and I remember thinking I was, I think the song was, um, was a down under guys. What's that song that they used to mention, my guys? Men at work. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Down down under from the Land Down Under. And I was singing along and I was like imagining I was in whatever grade I was in when it came out. And I was thinking, boy, we didn't have COVID then and Trump wasn't president then. And I remember just like I would listen to songs on the radio and I would try to pretend that it was back when we didn't have these worries. And you know, now we have, there's so much going on. We've got this crazy right wing. We've got uh, Donald Trump, and nobody knows what's going to happen in 2024. We've got COVID. We've got all these assholes who aren't getting vaccinated. Um, and then we've got climate. And, and the scientists have basically said we have passed um, at least one, I don't know what the word is, but uh, we're past one point Right. Where it's never going to be the same no matter what we do. Correct. We, we can still do some things to, to help protect us. But for the foreseeable future, for the next four or 500 years or something, some heavy shit is going to go down and our new normal is not what we know. In fact, you know, and the, today, California, there was another fire in California. And yep. it's just, I, I feel like. But these
1: extreme climate events, yeah. I think they're saying now, like, yeah, we're not like living in water world yet. Hello? Right, right. Well, there, there are certainly people <laughs> trying to get us there. So we're not like human existence uh, cannot continue as it is, but we are at a point of, if I understood it correctly, that retort the UN put out is we're, we're at a point now where where you're right. We're point of no return in terms of we're, we're, we're going to change by at least a degree to, to two yeah. degrees. And I know to, to, most of us are like, Oh, it's 77 or it's 75. No big deal. Right. People need to, to get, uh, you know, and understand and read. Cause I had to do that numerous years ago and I didn't get it either. It, just an average of one or two degrees mm-hmm. changes everything. Yes. Uh, I mean, ice caps melt, yes. extreme weather events happen, the, the moist, increased moisture in the air. You're looking at tornadoes, you're looking mm-hmm. at hurricanes. I mean, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so, you know, we've been seeing some of that. And it's, you know, as mm-hmm. you just brought up the fires in California, mm-hmm. just getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, w- w- that's that's going to be our new normal. And it's going to create all sorts of secondary problems beyond just the awfulness of that because it's going to lead to more migration. Yeah. People trying to escape disaster, and then that can lead to more authoritarian movements right. coming in, who who scapegoat the people who are just trying to survive. Like people are trying to survive getting out of Afghanistan right now.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, feel unless we can get this uh, voting bill passed, if, if if we're fortunate enough to get through these next, you know, elections twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four it's still it's going to be like it is right now every election will be a nail biter every election will hinge on is this going to be a fascist country and the way i see it is eventually they will win because they will not give up and i and i can right. see where you know some people may not get exhausted but a lot of people are going to get exhausted from this and they're either just going to check out and they're not going to pay attention anymore. They're not going to vote, whatever it is. I mean, I think younger people in the Democratic Party are a little, probably a little more motivated, but it's just every day this barrage of bad news, This, this, it's, it's, it is exhausting and it's stressing yeah. us all out. And so uh, what do you think the chances are uh, that the Democrats, I, I know Chuck Schumer made a, uh, you know, said something the other day, like, this is really important, and we're not going to ignore this. How confident do you feel we're going to be able to get this thing passed?
1: <sighs> um, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I wish more. <laughs> um, I, I've grown up in a, in a sort of, uh, you know, I've grown up in, in a Democratic party that rarely, if ever, is willing to do what it takes to fight back against the over the, the yeah, top, violence-inspiring, right-wing methods and, Everybody, you know, a lot of people want to pretend began with Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mary Trump, who I think you may know, and she's a yeah. friend of mine, you know, has this great book, The Reckoning Out, and there's right. a piece of the New Republic that she wrote about. Mm-hmm. And, and she in and there, and I've written about Mitch McConnell before she did. She was like, Mitch McConnell is the biggest traitor in this country since Robert E. Lee. And I think she's right. Yeah. Because if he hadn't paved that path, Newt Gingrich did student in the house, but at least Newt got kicked out sooner. But what McConnell did to make the Senate not function—to mm-hmm. to take something that was used here and there in the worst times, of course, to block civil rights—but mm-hmm. the filibuster was only used, you know, periodically, you know, sparingly, and turned into a normal procedure to gum up the works. So people got so fed up that the angry side of them took over, mm-hmm. and they started voting. You know, he's, hes the massive damage done. Donald Trump stepped into that. That was there already. Mm-hmm. the right already you know i mean the things that they were doing in terms of i mean let's look back to how bush was elected in 2000 right you know their little date you know, little riots down in miami Dade and mm-hmm. some of these other places to, to, so i mean they've been at this on the right for a while and the problem is is that if we would ever stood up to them in the manner in which we should have perhaps mm-hmm. you know we could have we could have shown there was a punishment for that mm-hmm. behavior but every once in a while someone like you know when harry reid got rid of uh, the filibuster on appointments in lower court judges just because they literally would not allow us. They gummed up everything McConnell did, so we mm-hmm. could not pass. You know, Obama couldn't put anybody on the courts. I mean, he could, but it was so slow. Like that was one of the few times where we were like, you know what? Screw you. We're going to do what we need to do. Yeah. But that's a that's a rare occurrence on our side. So I will circle back to where we began. That was all the context, which is I, I have to hope and I have to believe that they get that this is the ball game. Yeah. That. I don't want to tell you I have utmost confidence because I can't after what I've seen, but I I I don't understand. I mean, frankly, like we're getting to the point, I don't, I don't advocate violence. I want to be very clear, but honestly we're getting to a point of where somebody needs to take Joe Manchin and Kirsten (laughs) cinema in a room. And I don't know, give them a talking to how about we say that? Because in the end, this is the ball game, right? If we don't pass voting rights legislation, we're done. Yeah. Anybody who we see what they're doing, what they're voting for in the States. There's more today about what's going on in Georgia that, are, that it's beyond just the voter suppressions, beyond the extreme gerrymandering. Yeah. I mean, they're passing laws where if Democratic counties are counting the votes accurately, they don't like it. They have the authority to just take it away. So take it away from it. So Fulton County, Georgia, wow. those places that made sure that the votes were counted mm-hmm. so that Biden won and Warnock won and Ossoff won. Now they would just step in and be like, no, no, no that's the state legislatures. We're going to do that. And they're, and they're gerrymandered that. I know I live in Ohio. I I, I know a gerrymandered legislature when I see one.
2: Yeah,
1: Um, you know, I mean, this is this is take Trump out of the equation. You know, he's a weird in weird that he gets every weird right wing nut weirdo who doesn't normally vote to turn out. Right, but like in off years, in classic, I mean, example of what other states you're dealing with, like Georgia and Ohio. You know, the in 2018 we only lost the state legislative vote if you go beyond their. I don't know if I can curse on this. So of I course you so can.
0: Far. I say fuck all well, they're, the time.
1: There's <laughs> fucking bullshit lines that they've drawn, and you go beyond that, and you and, and you ignore the lines and just take the total vote. The state legislative vote we lost by two points, and the congressional vote we lost by three points. They have a slight majority here, nothing close to a large majority. And yet they've got sixty something house seats out of like ninety nine. Yeah. They have two thirds of them. It's total bullshit, you know. And yeah. and if we if we can't undo that, it's impossible to have democracy. Impossible.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And do you think? I mean, I've had some people on the show feel like if if the voting rights bill doesn't pass, that there's enough uh, fear and motivation to vote from voters right now. But but like you said, there are things that they're doing so that they can take away um, the. The real actual vote count, they can somehow you know put in new electors, put in new people so that they can just right. say no. And we've got to make sure that that doesn't happen. But I know McConnell said um, that if if this bill were to pass, that basically, oh my it God. Would, <laughs> yeah, it would be, he said it would dogs be dogs and cats
1: living together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he said, you know, that basically he didn't think Republicans would ever win another election. Now, let me ask you what you think about that, because, I mean, obviously, the Republicans don't have the luxury most of the time with the popular vote. Uh, so. Now, the popular vote would definitely happen in Congress. It's not, I mean, that's how we do it in Congress, but it's not how we do it. With presidents. So I'm just wondering if you think he's correct. Like if if we I mean, obviously, it's not rigged in a corrupt way. It would just be it wouldn't be rigged in their favor anymore. And it would just it would let everything fall. If we could get everything we wanted, it could get everything fall where it's supposed to fall. And it does seem like, uh, you know, the Republicans would have a harder time. But do you think that it would stop them from ever winning again? You mean just on the presidential level? Uh, either, either, either or.
1: I think on the presidential
0: level, is currently constituted, they absolutely could not win
1: again. Hmm. Um, even so, they've won by massive suppression, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't talk about. Like, we're like, oh, well, they won w- Wisconsin and they won Michigan and they won Pennsylvania in 2016. Well, how? Yeah. Those states were so close. And if you know that we were making zero effort to suppress votes yeah. and they were making a massive effort, you should really, in swing or blue states, you know, pr- or red states that had close elections, pretty much assume that anytime we're within about a point or two, it's an election that we would have won. Yeah, which is why it's so frustrating that, that we had, we didn't make this priority one. I mean, after the whole Bush Gore debacle, the hmm. minute that Obama came in, I know that there was an economic crisis. I know there was a lot going on. I know, but when we had fifty nine and eventually sixty votes and all that stuff, you know, in the Senate, we should have done these kinds of things. Yeah, and it's so frustrating that we did not. I mean, how we forgot so quickly about the hanging chads and all the other garbage they used, because, you know, they will use that yeah. to get elected again. And, you know, and again, like we're already up against it, right. With mm-hmm. the fact that their base is, is filled with, is their base comes from, you know, cow filled, no human States mm-hmm. like Wyoming and mm-hmm. the Dakotas. And, you know, there's some pretty landscape out there. I love yeah. the show. Yellowstone, Montana looks wonderful. It doesn't deserve two senators the way California. Gets. Right,
0: right, right. Um,
1: and so, you know uh, the, the we already are up against all of that, and then on top of it, they're cheating. on top of that, they're suppressing votes If they only suppress like twenty thousand votes or ten thousand votes mm-hmm. in some of these places. that's enough for them. I mean, they won some of these elections by by that amount. So right. so what I would say to you is, will they not ever win again? They'll win again, but they would only win the presidency if they change and decide we're not going to be white supremacists, and we actually need to attract the the American populace as it is mm-hmm. and as, as we wish it would be. Um, and they also would, would stop winning in states where right now they've been able to win basically Ohio, Florida, Michigan and Pennsylvania here and there. Texas would be gone from them. Georgia, sure, they could still win in some Dakotas and mm-hmm. Nebraska and some places with, with complete white supremacist right-wing policies. They could elect you know 20 senators still, maybe even 30, yeah. you know, maybe even 40, sadly. But it, it, they have a hard time getting beyond that Because they wouldn't be able. Because if people, if the intent of the people who went out to vote in these states was actually fulfilled, Mm -hmm. they would lose a lot of these races. That's what Mitch McConnell is scared of.
0: Do you think that, like, because when you're talking, what's going through my mind is, you know, somebody like a Mitt Romney, maybe a Liz Cheney, somebody who, uh, I mean, like you said, I do not agree with a goddamn thing that uh, they stand for. But because they are a little bit more patriotic and that they recognize that the election wasn't stolen, they're not a complete fascist – although I believe their policies led –
1: to They're it. conservatives with dumb policies. They're just not fascists. Right. Kind of um, now, <laughs> do, now I think I they it. could
0: win. I think like uh, somebody like that could win. And they'd ha- yet, yeah, like you said, they couldn't be Trump-like. They would have to be like a John McCain type. And I wonder mm-hmm. if there would be a hunger for that at some point because there's always like there's always that pendulum. It's always going to go in one direction and then you know. And I remember I saw this documentary on Nixon a while back and it was talking about how he basically sold. America on we're we're gonna be the clean you know clean conservatives who are proper and nice because you know we're dealing with these dirty hippies in the street who right. are uh, you know, protesting the war and everything and, 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 and tried to make them look like they were dirty and scummy and icky and yucky. And then, oh, look at us in our, our pristine outfits and our happy smiles. And yeah, and yeah, that's I, a lot, what a lot of the whole war on drugs is about.
1: It, yes. it was about like, hey, look, let's go after the hippies and black people and say, we're the clean whites. Who mm-hmm. don't, you know, I mean, that's what it was the subtext. anyhow.
0: Exactly. And I, I do think that they could they could win again. But I, um, it would be hard in Congress. But yeah, I think I think there could be a hunger at some point for you know. It seems like this country is wrapped up in this 1950s ideal, and I think as long you know maybe not so much people who were born after say you know 1980, they're not necessarily I, wrapped up. They they didn't know it. I kind of remember it because you know you have grandparents. I was born in 1968. My grandparents, especially my mom's mother, you know, her home was like stepping back in time. And so I could I could kind of understand it. Not that I agree with it, but I mean, I could see it. And these young people today are having a completely different experience. I don't know, ma'am, but it's 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 freaking keeping me up at night.
1: Just to say quickly, I don't want to but but I want to agree with you. I mean, look, I do think a Romney. I do you think that there are people who are more conservative there are people mm-hmm. that are not or center right right you know who are more economically that you know don't believe what you and i believe i don't think it's up to us to make sure everybody gets a fair shake it's sort of mm-hmm. wherever you end up you end up there's jobs out there go find them. I, I think people like that and romney kind of represents that and liz cheney absolutely i think they could win if they would run on that kind of a platform. And that yeah. kind of a platform would also be, would be close to what George W. Bush did, which he, I hate virtually everything about George W. Mm-hmm. Bush's presidency, but mm-hmm. he was at least in favor of immigration reform mm-hmm. and some other things. If they, in other words, they were inviting to new arrivals here. Yeah. If they were willing to reach out to people, they're willing to at least pretend they yeah, cared exactly. about the black community, which at least these Republicans we're talking about right now, the exceptions do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, say what you want. Like Mitt Romney did go out march and march in that, Black Lives Matter rally mm-hmm. he looked uncomfortable there as he always does among normal non-robot humans particularly non-white non-robot humans right. but, <laughs> but the fact that he did that to mm-hmm. send a message means he would so I, a Republican party that did that kind of stuff yeah sure I could see them winning again and you know what that would be legitimate as long as, long as everybody voted right I'd be okay with that I would oppose them to the very end but at yes. least that would be part of our democracy
0: yeah yeah I totally agree and it's just, um, I don't know. I, I don't even know how we fucking got here. But before we continue this conversation, we need to take a quick break. So we will be right back after this message. If you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, ooh, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now. Introducing the new GenuCell Serum with Plant Stem Cell Technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote, I've been using GenuCell for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and they haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and get 50% off all GenuCell packages for summer. Go to love.com lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Stephanie. lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. And we're back. Okay, you know what? I, I mentioned Afghanistan at the top. I want to ask you, I know you've been tweeting about it, so I just want to hear what you have to say. Sure. But before you go off on your thing, I just want to say, number one, I, I mean, I understand what's going on to a degree. Uh, when it comes to wars and foreign policy and all that, that is not my forte. Um, I know that Biden is getting both praise and criticism. So what is your take on all of this? Because I, I like to hear hear people like you helps me form my own opinion. Well,
1: thank you. Uh, hopefully I will lead you astray.
0: <laughs> You're
1: putting a lot of faith in me here. Um, you know, before I even I started really kind of being pulled back into domestic politics, which I care deeply about, I also, you know, I lived abroad a few times and I, my actual graduate degree was in international affairs. So this was something Hmm. where I thought I was going to work for the state department abroad somewhere or do something of that nature life has a way of (laughs) sorting itself out. And I didn't, but, but, um, you know, I did consult for the state department and go abroad and speak. And so this stuff's all really important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and my answer is, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that, um, it's, it's, it's an absolute awful tragedy what is going on there. Um, I care about people. I care about human life. Like, you know, innocent people. I mean, it breaks my heart, you know, the pictures and, and what we know is going on, but we never should have been there Mm -hmm. now, 10 years ago. Um, it doesn't mean Biden's free of blame, uh, you know, but what I'll start by saying is the manner in which George W. Bush's administration and the people got us in there to this day is ludicrous and makes no sense. Um, So we're attacked, I actually, you know, just went to the 9-11 memorial, I was back, I grew up in New York City, where I'm originally from, and I hadn't been there, but, you know, I was there that day, I saw the Mm -hmm. second plane hit with my own eyes, I was in the tower, you know, 12 hours before that, it's a long story, but it was election day in New York, I was working on a campaign, I was downtown, you know, so, uh, and that was my city, I I was as traumatized as anybody, but... And there needed to be a response, and we knew who was responsible for it—the same folks, the you know, same people that had, been, had tried to blow up LAX mm-hmm. in 2000 and had hit the two uh, embassies, you know, in, in Kenya and Tanzania. And I mean, we knew who Al Qaeda was. Yeah. We knew what they were. You know, we had to go and take out Bin Laden or arrest him. The same, and we had to dismantle the Taliban. But to me, and so that literally, as somebody who is not a war monger and thinks war should be a last resort. That's the only war that the United States has been gotten involved in on any level that I've supported since World No, since Korea.
2: Hmm.
1: I think every other war has been a folly. Mm-hmm. But to me, what that war should have been was somewhere between you know 180 and 360 days. It should have been we're going in to capture every damn member of Al Qaeda, mm-hmm. capture or kill, and we are going in to completely dismantle the Taliban, and we're going to give the people there a fighting chance, which means which means whatever military is in place, any training that can go on during that time, arming, funding, but then we get out mm-hmm. because you can't force democracy at the barrel of a gun. Right. It's been this mistake again and again. It wasn't going to work in Vietnam. It's not going to work in all these places. We can't come in, you know, and say you must follow the way we do things. Afghanistan is a tribal land right. with you know that's separated by huge mountainous regions with different ethnic groups that are that, you know. I mean, people can talk about the, the Pashtuns fighting the Turkmen and other, I mean, and I'm not even an expert in it, but I know enough to know that we pretend that, oh, they're not they're not white and Christian. They must all be the same, right? <laughs> um, you know, as opposed to like, th- we we have no place there. And at that point, when we dismantled this fascist organization and took it out, it, it had to be left up to them to then step in and to determine what would happen. <laughs> um and and to me, we could have accomplished that mission in six months to a year mm-hmm. and gotten the hell out. And that would have been a justified mission. What we've been doing the last twenty years, I mean, can anybody say what the end goal was? They we're gonna we're gonna prop up a democratic government. I mean, we, we understand certainly the folly of that now. How quickly did it fall? Yeah. You can't the place that never had democratic institutions, a culture that, that supported democracy, that's that's the kind of thing that a country has to decide that it either supports or it doesn't, mm-hmm. it needs to develop it over time or it doesn't. You know, and when people bring up the Germany and Japan examples, you know, I just kind of laugh and I'm like, there's a couple of differences there. One, uh, we were willing, we're still there. So, so <laughs> decide that like, decide that this is a 50 to hundred year endeavor. Okay. Mm-hmm. decide that you're one is willing to do that. Cause that's mm-hmm. what it takes to right. even have a chance. We might not, we might not succeed then, but the only way is we're like, we're going to put not, not even billions, trillions of dollars into this country building you know roads infrastructure you, you know uh the the sort of civilian uh, you know civic you know workforce there a gov- you know the build up a government that has bureaucrats that work for the government that you know we're we're going to put in, in place these moderating institutions maybe support more moderate islam versus the more you know radical version these guys support all the other things you would need to do that we, that we tried to, you know, we denazified Germany, if you will. yeah You know, you you need, you need money. You need you want to do, put in time. you ever see Charlie Wilson's War?
0: Yes, but it's been a while. But yes, I have.
1: Fantastic movie. Well, you know, obscure congressman played by Tom Hanks, who mm-hmm. finds a way to get all this funding to the Mujahideen who are fighting the Russians. They had this eerie part at the end because, of course, they knew how it ended up. Where he's sitting with, I don't remember if it's State Department officials, I think it may be. And, and, and he's like, we need $3 million. That's what they said, billions or hundreds of billions or God knows what on weaponry, right? Mm. And, he's, and they're like, why? And he's like, a school. And they're like, no, and, <laughs> you know? And he's like, this, do you understand how this turns out? If you don't fund that part of the society, mm-hmm. if you don't educate people, if you don't give them hope, yeah. it's you can you can get rid of the Russians, but what do you think is gonna take place there? And of course that's what, the, so to believe that we had the patience mm-hmm. and the will um, and especially with what with what we have today, which is this divisive, right wing propaganda, you know, just Hydra throughout mm-hmm. our country, from Fox News to talk radio to Sinclair, the Salem Network, and all this other garbage. And now Facebook, of course. Yeah. And like to think with all of that, all those guys demonizing everything that that we do, you know, trying to turn everything into an us versus them. We'd be able to spend the money there to do it. We just we just wouldn't, you yeah. know. And so to me, you do it or you don't do it. And, and so that's my end story so so we should have gotten out a long time ago could biden have done this better yeah absolutely i'm how, sure he could have i mean how he
0: how could ahead. he i just want to know how he could have
1: well it seems to me and again i'm not going to claim to be an expert on 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 you know logistics of of emptying countries um but but um the fact that there's all these translators and other folks still there, I think before we announced what we were doing, we, we probably out. should have gotten, gotten organized in a way yeah. to get the, the proper people out that needed to be out. Mm-hmm. I think we didn't because he was believing his intelligence and had, didn't believe there was any chance it could possibly fall that quickly. Mm. And it did. Oh, and so I, I think that people can legitimately blame Joe Biden for that. Yeah. And I'm going to come out and say right away, look, you know, I, I didn't. My firm did TV ads for Joe Biden's election. Yeah. All right. So I, I have worked for Joe Biden. I'm a fan. I think he's been an outstanding president uh, up against God knows what. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he's free of any criticism. Yeah. Maybe, he did, maybe they just did not take the worst case scenario into account there and say, we got to yeah. start doing all this early because it could go a lot faster than the CIA and other intelligence are telling us. That could be legitimately placed on him. Mm-hmm. And, that's a, and it's a shame. Okay, but nothing else Mm -hmm. can be put on him. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, we were going to have to get out at some point. And whenever we did, it was going to look a lot like this, sadly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm absolutely not an expert. I mean, I I hate war. And I, you know, it's not to say that I don't see a purpose for it. I understand its purpose, but I I just I hate it. So when it ever comes to anything like this, I just you know, it's like when people talk about, um Israel and Palestine and all of that, I I always feel it's been explained to me, but I have this like mental block. I, I don't I, <laughs> I don't under and I, I think part of the reason why is just because that part of the world is so it can be so volatile because obviously not everybody living in Afghanistan or, or any of these places are horrible people, but they've got these these leaders or they've got the Taliban or ISIS or yep. whatever. And it to me it's just like a big scary monster and I and my mind can't even wrap around it. And you know, I mean obviously with the Iraq war that was people were misled ridiculous. yeah it was ridiculous and people were misled and it was but the thing that i was just ridiculously sick of is all these republicans blaming biden and it's like who got us into this fucking war in the first place whether or not it was a war that was good or needed it was bush and oh my God, well, I, I get
1: right. I mean, it just everything about, I mean, again, yeah, them, I mean, it's all rich coming from them. So, exactly. So, uh, here, I was giving you my objective kind yeah, of. Yeah, no, I you know, know you were. Whatever. As, the, as a Democrat <laughs> looking at these motherfuckers yeah. who now are doing this, I mean, it's sort of like, you got us in, you dumb fucks, mm-hmm. with no plan, no mission, no understanding of the country, no ability to to, to, to know what we needed to do there, how quickly we need to get out. Then it shows to go to war in Iraq, fuck that part of the, of, you yeah. know, which isn't that far away. And now you're on both sides of Iran, which I'm sure didn't cause any sort of nervousness in Iran, that we're on both sides of their country fighting these these wars abroad. And you put all these resources into Iraq that could have gone into Afghanistan and helped there. And then you just kind of went on forever and didn't do anything. And by the time Trump comes around, he comes in and is meeting with these guys at Camp David Mm -hmm. on 9-11, for fuck's sake, and letting 5,000 of their prisoners out, including the guy who's leading them right now who's taking over. Mm -hmm. So no. They don't have a, a you know, Lauren Bobert, that little, I know, guy, you know, <laughs> tweeting out, you know, traitor. How about that? Yeah, tweeting out, you know, this garbage about you know, When six months ago, she was like, Dude, half of my life, we've been there. You know, like wow, you can actually. I mean, Little Miss High School drawback can do some math. That's nice. You know. Um, and by the way, just to be clear, I would say the same
0: damn thing about Louie <laughs> Gohmert or anybody. Right, but exactly. Not so she's a woman. That's because she's a moron. Yes, she right? is a fucking and moron. Gates, Jim Jordan, same moron. Yes, and, and Marjorie, um, three names. Yeah.
1: Yes, uh, and, and so you know they were all all in favor of this uh, themselves. You know, to, to oh, we've got to get out. They didn't give a damn what the no. consequences were. And we all know this, whatever you want to call this, if you want to call it a crisis, which I think is overdoing it a bit, but whatever you want to call this right now, this was every day with Donald Trump. Hey, look, we're pulling out in the Kurds letting them all die. Yay! You know, none of these damn people had a thing to say. They they don't understand foreign policy. They don't care about it. It's just another cudgel, Mm -hmm. you know, they can try to beat Biden with. That's all all it is to them.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, and this brings me basically to the last point um, that we can talk about for a little bit. But as far as COVID is concerned, I mean, first of all, you've got greg abbott was just diagnosed with covid and he was at some super spreader event with no mask the night before in fact i think there was some oh god i can't remember who it is but some some brother of a rock and roll country rock and roll guy. Maybe you remember. Yeah, Jimmy Vaughn Yeah, there. Stevie Ray Vaughn He used to brother, love his yeah. brother Stevie Ray who died yeah, in Right. Okay, so it wasn't actually, Yes. Yeah. Um so it's like oh great now now he gets to worry if he's going to I don't know if he's been vaccinated. But you know, we've got yeah. Abbott who is anti science, anti mask, who's been spreading disinformation he gets the benefit of regeneron treatment he get he got a third booster and he's at this point he's asymptomatic i don't know it's funny because people are saying why are you getting the regeneron if you're asymptomatic and i really don't even know why that would be but i wonder if it's because um fauci had said not too long ago that people who are vaccinated and get breakthrough transmissions can get long COVID. In fact, in a very small group that was studied in Israel, I think 20% of the vaccinated people who got it got long-term COVID. So oh, wow. I, don't, I don't know if the Regeneron would, would be helpful at all with that. Maybe it would, I don't know. But you know, we're, we're looking at, I'm terrified of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks Because of schools opening My niece is 7 years old She's going to start school on August 30th And I mean fortunately I live in a blue state But I don't know what other parents are doing And you know she Is at my father's house all the time And my father's going to have an operation Next Wednesday And, and it's not a serious operation But it's still he's going to go under the knife And it has something to do with his artery and his leg or whatever sure. And you know it's, it's terrifying me So I'm I'm thinking. Um, I I know that we're gonna have. This is co- probably gonna be one of the worst stomach churning. Uh, school well, years. you are seeing it in
1: Florida already, yeah. right? Like one of the counties, I've got like five thousand kids who are already quarantined. Yeah, which yeah. is the most obvious thing that was. I mean, like these guys have the Trump plan, which is eh, shrug your shoulders and just you know, like it's like survival, survival. of the fittest or the, the luckiest. Just let people die. And, I mean, it's it, it's not so far from from to me from negligent homicide. Totally. They, they 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 have the science, as you just pointed out with Abbott, like incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Just like Trump. They get these treatments mm-hmm. that are not only not available to most to, to most people, they're not available to any any of us. Yeah. I don't care, you know, like none of us have access to, to, to any of this stuff if we're to get it. but he's getting this Regeneron shit and he's got a third booster, the rest of us have to wait till eight months <laughs> after our last shot. No, nope, not not Abbott, he's got it already. He's all set. I mean yeah. just the 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 worst part of social media, I think, is often seeing the level of evil that's out there. Yeah, the level of just sociopathy. The le- I mean, what a just a horrid human being, and there there's so many others that celebrate him. And look, I feel the same way. You know, like I, I the only reason why in my little personal situation I'm okay is because my kid's school has a mask mandate. Yeah, Mike DeWine won't stand up and and say that everybody has to have one here because he's scared of a Republican primary, but he hasn't gone so far as to do what the complete idiots have done and and banned them. And so my, my kid's school have a, a, has a mask mandate um, and they've been keeping track of who's vaccinated. And it's at a very high rate there. Um, And so at least in my case, I've got a little, you know, a little bit of like, okay, but you know, like I, when I look at—I mean, I've said this before—if I lived in one of these states where, and I had one of these situations where they're going to tell my kid to go back without a mask, I wouldn't let them.
0: No, I wouldn't. I'd just say, "Come and
1: arrest me if you yeah. have to." But you know, arrest me for truancy. But like, my kid's not your your experiment. So you can win a primary a bunch of a yeah. bunch of death cultists in 2024. Right. Like my kid's not going to school and catching a disease on purpose. They could be with them the rest of their lives. No, Fuck sure. you. Exactly. That would be my, you know, so I, I feel for people because I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, you know, it's it's already been bad enough that we have to live in this world where we send our kids to school. We don't know if somebody's going to show up with a gun. Yeah. And now, yeah, this crap to it, too. Um, you know, I, I just I don't know how people I, I'm so proud of the various leaders in Texas and Florida who just basically mm-hmm. said, fuck you. Yeah. And have issued mask mandates in certain of the more populous of course, more democratic, you know, mm-hmm. counties you know, just like we're doing this because we believe in this thing called science. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and join the Taliban, you know, DeSantis and Abbott, because you have a similar understanding of science and, you know, we're going to do what, what we need to do to protect everybody. Um, that's what my, thank God. That's what my kid's school is doing here. So you know, yeah, I'm we're in the ha-
0: same position because i in Maryland. Hogan has pretty much done the same thing. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't made it masks mandated, and he basically it's like you can wear them if you want to. And I guess each, each individual school district will decide what they're going to do. But I know that the school that my niece goes to, at least she, you know, I, from what I understand, it's a, it's a small class and they are, you know, masked up and all that stuff. But the thing is, is that, I mean, my uncle who was fully vaxxed got covid. I mean, fortunately, he's okay, yep. but he got it, and I mean, I think he got it because he travels for a living, and he probably just caught it on airplanes. But when you've got kids, especially these young kids, I mean, seven—I think at seven, they—I I know my niece understands what's going on, and she understands that there's a threat to this virus. She's happy to wear a mask and happy to comply. But you know, you get kids together, especially out in a schoolyard, and they're going to be bumping well, they into for each a other. Yeah, kids, right? exactly.
1: They, you know. I mean, yeah, I'm more scared because at least I got two boys. My 14 year old is vaccinated. Yeah. So, so I'm not saying that means he can't get it, but at least right. it puts him in a much better place. Yes. Whereas the one I'm really scared about is my 11 year old. Yeah. Because you know it's 12 and up at this point. Mm-hmm. I just have been sitting here like watching every day, like you know lower the fucking thing to know, down to nine or whatever. I know they've been testing, you know, to try to they've been testing the segment. I guess it's between five and 11. Mm-hmm. And you know the kid's like two months away from yeah. from being 12. Right. It sucks that I have to, I'm not. trust me, first world problems. All the other people have, have a lot well, more to you know, deal with, so I'm not complaining. But I have to sit here and like count every day and not enjoy him being 11 right now. Yeah, but actually, no, I, like, know. I can't wait till he's 12. You
0: know. <laughs> well, you know, I had Justin Rosario on here a couple weeks ago, and he has an 11 and a half year old and he got her vaccinated. He just lied. Now, I don't know how you can do that. I don't know if they're asking for proof of age or anything, but clearly he did it. And so I'm just telling you okay. they did that. You may have but... to put me in touch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you want to,
1: he's a soccer player. He's, he's thankfully he's in pretty good shape. He's, you know, athletic. I have no worries that two months shy of 12, this thing would affect him. any differently exactly. than would Two months from now.
0: Exactly. And I think, I think that, Justin's kid was like 11 and a half. And he's like, you can't convince me that that makes any difference for the vaccine. So of course, and, and I'm wondering also what you think, because I do think we're going to see, uh, I don't know when the FDA approval is coming, but I think it's coming in September. I know today they said they're doing that third booster and eight, after eight months. But um, do you think, first of all, do you think that there's going to be ever any kind of national mandate? I doubt it. I don't. Yeah,
1: um, I, don't I think, think so. this is where everything they do, all the trouble they cause, all the garbage on the right hurts all of us Mm and truly affects policy because they make it divisive enough and difficult enough that, that people who are trying to sort of have some semblance of unity, which would be the Biden folks, whatever, don't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that what I wish would happen, and I think we're moving more in that direction is, you know, every blue County Mm -hmm. and every blue state and every, I mean, if every, you know, if all the the blue counties in red states, I mean, that's Jesus, the, you know, think of the, the where the population lives, in, even in places like Texas and Florida and Georgia, right? Yeah. Um. And and and, and then all the 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 actual blue states overall, your Californias and New Yorks, mm-hmm. were to do it. The other places we could get, I think, exactly where we need to be. I mean, already we've got over seventy percent of people with one, you know, shot, right? Um. Uh, and we, and again, we're not, we're missing a huge pool of people. We don't have like kids 12 and under, mm-hmm. you know, that's that, that 70% is of, mm-hmm. of adults and we fall all the way down to like 52% yeah. or whatever, when you count everybody. Mm-hmm. So if we could just get that other group in there, yeah. you know, and then we could have the mandates put in, in all the, the, the bluest states, as well mm-hmm. as b- certain businesses that are now requiring yes. them, yeah. the federal government, state governments in those states, I think we could get to where we need to be.
0: Well let's hope and, and, and we'll we'll break on that hopeful um, message because yes. I know you gotta run and I just wanna say thank you so much for being on the show. It's, it's oh, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I wish <laughs> I
1: could have stayed after take take my you know, have to take my younger kid out. But uh, Well that's the way it goes but, when uh, you're a
0: parent. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to do
1: it. I just I would have been on longer if uh, I had the time. No worries. Uh, we well, you-
0: one day you'll come back.
1: <laughs> I as long as you'll have me, I will. Twenty-five <laughs> minutes is still a lot of fun. So it is.
0: You. I really appreciate it. Well, before I let you go, though, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: You can find me. I am at Cliff Schechter, which is C-L-I-F-F-S-C-H-E-C-T-E-R. That's where I'm on Twitter. Probably the best place to find me. Um, I have a... Uh, uh website com. it's blueamp strategies and that's where we do tv ads and mm. pr for good liberal causes and candidates and stuff and then um you can find me at uh, the unprecedented podcast but actually just go to the sexy liberal yes. page where you can find kimberly and you can find <laughs> mr seska and you will also find <laughs> unprecedented and you can find my podcast we'd love to have you come listen
0: awesome uh, very Thank you. Cool. Sexy liberal, se- sexy liberal Cliff. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. My books are on Amazon. Thanks again, Cliff. It was awesome talking to you.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Take care. Bye-bye. bye bye